back here in our scheme thinking like I'm just going to sit back and play ball. It doesn't work like that. You got to understand, once again, you know, every single call to the detail, what's my run fit, my, my pass fit, my pass responsibility, just understand the big picture. And, you know, we don't want to have, you know, look through a, a straw. And what you have to, you got to see the whole picture for what it is. And then you see a little, you see a lot. But one thing we're, we're pushing for all our guys on the entire defense is, you know, understanding the big picture of the defense and understanding your job and responsibility. So you're part of the defense here, whether you're a corner, whether you're a nickel, like we call a cheetah, whether you're, you know, whether you're a linebacker, a safety, a D end, understand your fit, you know, because one thing you got to have is trust in this defense or you're not going to play. There is corner coach Jay Valai talking about, you know, seeing the whole picture. You've got to understand where you fit within the framework of the defense to be successful. That's what they're asking of their guys. And um, I mean, that's that's going to be one of the that's going to be one of the main focus areas uh, whenever we're watching this game, this team at the spring game, or even next year in the fall. What's secondary look like? I know the spring game, they haven't had a whole heck of a lot of time. And offensively, my guess is they're going to be pretty far ahead of the defense. But, you know, my guess is we're going to come away from the spring game uh, with, I don't know, it's weird. If the offense goes out and looks really good, do you feel good about the offense or do you worry about the secondary? I mean, that sounds like a simple question, but you have to see it more in person to have a yeah. legitimate takeaway. Like, I think both things can be true. Like, I think the offense can have a good day, but you're still coming away saying, all right, they're not perfect and they got a ways to go, but I love the way that this defense was flying around, pursuing the ball and tackling. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe you know, there's just some plays, like the Jaleel Farouk clip earlier today that got uh, – you know, they got me all excited. And not a lot you, you can do about that. You know, sometimes. there's not a lot that you can do about that. So I think you can you can have it both ways, man. I don't think it has to be one way or the other. Yeah. Both both sides of the ball can have their moments, and I would guess that that's kind of what the spring game is going to resemble. But I just, more than anything, I want to see this defense, especially these DBs, come up and tackle people in the spring game. That's what's going to make me feel really good. Well, we were on with former University of Oklahoma head football coach, Head football coach. Wow, Bob Stoops. Interesting. <laughs> I mean, I knew that he coached you hard. But yeah, I man. know. I know. He said he's been out to a bunch of practices, and what sticks out to him is more tackling, more physical, more physical type drills, a lot of energy. So, i I think this I think this spring has been very very physical. And there's probably way more to come. Obviously, they're going to have the spring game, and I don't know where they're going to be at that point. And, you know, I think Venable said fairly early on when they were trying to figure out what the format was going to be, it's going to depend on kind of what the, the health of the team is going to be. But I, I, I imagine they're going to continue to have some really physical periods, drills, practices, scrimmages between now and then. Seemed like previously they were a little bit hesitant on going all out, tackling to the grounds. Um, definitely as much as this new crew is, but this coaching staff, they <laughs> seem like first day in pads. We're going to be physical, boys. Line it up, we're going to tackle. It's a way you get better tackling as a group is you tackle guys to the ground, and that's, that's what they're doing. Yeah, I mean, you have to drill it, but you have to – 
you know, you, you can do a bunch of tackling drills, but rarely in a game do you ever get the, like, in a phone booth, able to really square someone up and tackle them like you do in a tackling drill, right? You have to practice tackling in live or semi-live scenarios, and from what I've seen and heard, there's been a lot of that going on this spring. So, I mean, that's that's I would say that just going off of how much they've done it in the spring, we're going to have a better tackling football team next year. Yeah, yeah, I would guess that'd be the case. Uh, what's the over/under win total going to be? I projected ten. Is going to be OU's uh, win total this now, year. Now, what Vegas puts on it? Yeah, or? yeah, yeah, what Vegas. Not these national media dorks that put it at three and a half. They'll put it at ten or ten and a half. I think ten's the number. That's a big difference, though, between ten and ten and a half. I think, yeah. I think you think it's going to be ten? Uh-huh. Yeah. Well. Actually. It'll be ten and a half. I think ten and, yeah, I think ten and a half's right. When is the last time? I, we talked yesterday, 2014's the last time it was, you know, three losses or more. In the regular season. 2014 and going back before that, nine? Uh, what they oh, do nine? Oh, nine. Yeah, I think it was oh, nine. Did they win more than 10 in oh, nine? No, they did no. not. They won eight. So, I mean, it's only happened. They've only gone under 10 and a half a handful of times in yeah, 20 it's, years. It's, it's 10 and a half. That'll be the number. Yeah. Texas, um, eight and a half. Too high, too low, dead on balls accurate. Mm, they've got they got Bam on the non-con. Go ahead and mark that one as a yeah. loss. Um, I would say who will they be a dog against? They'll be a dog against Baylor, most likely. I would guess preseason. Um, OU and Alabama. So there's three. Yeah, preseason. There's three. Uh, I would pick all three of the. Eh, I would say probably. Is it going to be nine? Over under? I think it's going to be eight and a half. Eight and a half. I mean, you can't you can't trust these guys, right? Again, Vegas is yeah. Vegas looks at hard evidence on these teams. They're not out there throwing out hot takes. Well, that's that's fair. Probably probably eight and a half. Uh, OSU at nine. <sighs> Soft non conference schedule. Uh, yeah, probably. I'm pulling it up right now. Yeah, they've got Central Michigan. Arizona State's not that soft. Um, and what's that? Pine Bluff. Uh, you said nine yeah, for nine. Oklahoma State. Yeah, that's probably right. Bama eleven and a half. Yep. And then yep. I think Georgia's probably at like a, at an eleven this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably. Would you take the over or the under on OU at ten? Over. Yeah, I would too. I, I yeah, I think they're much more capable. Ten and two, you push. At the worst, eleven and one, you cash. Off chance you go undefeated, you cat. Yeah, they'd have to go nine and three for you to lose money. I'll I'll take my chances on that. Yeah, and nine and three, we for them to for them to go nine and three, I I would have to. My guess is there'd have to be something catastrophic happen, like you lose your quarterback somehow. That that would be just because of what the schedule looks like. Everything. Everything here really is the same, except I think we're going to be better defensively, if even marginally so. Maybe just say it's a wash because of the production that we lost. But I think offensively, if we have everyone healthy, I think we're going to be better. 
than we were a year ago. Yeah, we're just tra- as an overall unit, we are trained to think because it's happened so long now. Of you know, go and I, I, this goes for everyone, but you know, more so others. You go into a season, Teddy, thinking, "Oh God, if we lose our starting quarterback, if he goes down, we are screwed." And yeah. we've thought that way because it's been such an offensively driven football program. But I don't know if they'll be ready to do this as soon as this year. But maybe there's a chance, even if something were to happen at quarterback moving forward, this defense is going to be good enough to be able to carry you to wins in a conference like this. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I, basically saying I think OU is going to have more than one way to win a football game from here on out. They'll have multiple ways they can do it. Yeah, well, maybe mm. not next year, but in the future. Like. I, it's hard for me to to really pinpoint how good the defense is going to be, but I I am a believer that there will reach a point where the defense like they're going to get over the over the hill so to speak and, and start to be the strength of the football team and be re, be able to be relied upon if the offense is ever down like whenever you face top opponents to be able to go out there and. You know, and and play well. I, for instance, you look at Clemson a year ago. I, you know, they lost three games, and it was a down year for them. But you know, defensively in their losses, if I remember right, they still performed pretty well. Sure, just didn't um, block anyone on the offensive line. They lost to Georgia in the opener, ten to three. Only touchdown was a pick six, right? The other way, so they didn't even give up a an offensive touchdown. They lost to NC State 27-21 in two overtimes. Um, they lost to Pitt 27-17, and I think that 27 is the lowest number that Pitt was held to all season, and they only put up 17 themselves. So, Yeah, I think we're factoring in a definitely a better defense this year. You really start to show some strides in year two. And then in year three, you look like one of the best defenses in college football. Like, do you think that's a fair assumption by the fan base or like an, an actual, like what the fan base thinks of how it should look in three years? Like, that's kind of, that's kind of where it should be. I think so. So that's interesting. Now, I'm going to make a bad comparison here. So Nebraska, when they hired Scott Frost and they didn't start off so hot, mm-hmm. there was this feeling of, oh, God, like – if we can't do it with Scott Frost, are we ever going to be able to do it again? I don't know if Texas feels that way with Sark this time around because there's so much arrogance. But the point is, is that if it gets to a point where OU is still a offensively dominant program under Brent Vittables by like the midway point of year two, is there going to be a thought around here of, oh my God, are we never like Brent Vittables can't bring elite defense here? Are we ever going to be able to have that again? Well. I think a big a big part of it is going to depend on what type of line of scrimmage players are they going to be able to get in and recruiting. And recruiting has been really positive so far, but we haven't netted any I what we would consider elite line of scrimmage defensive guys yet, right? Sure. We've got some guys that I think are very capable. They're all going A and M. And through development, I think we've got guys that can that can be elite. But um, you know, that's going to really tell how good we're going to be. You know, 
Georgia, it could be done. You can play elite defense in college football right now. It can be done. Uh, Venables did it at Clemson. They had an easy schedule, which I think is, is was part of the factor. But um, there's no offenses right now in the Big 12 that that should keep you from playing really good defense. There's good offenses. There's not elite next-level offenses. No, and I don't really feel like that's going to turn around that much uh, before whatever OU, whenever OU leaves the Big 12. TCU is one to watch. Tech might get there, maybe. Tech is maybe one to we'll watch. see about Oklahoma State if they can get back to that. And, frankly, Texas is one to watch if, if they get a quarterback in there. But, you know, yet to be determined. We'll see. But you can play elite defense, and I think – I think the third season is is plenty of time. Let's see what would be that. That would be the the twenty four season. Yeah. So you hope so. Is if things hold and you're playing football in the SEC in the twenty five season, you'd like to be playing elite level defense before you make that transition. I am. Uh, it is kind of funny that Bob Bowlesby is stepping down before uh, the OU and Texas are leaving the conference. Isn't that odd? Mm. Not really. It's maybe odd that it took this long after that whole thing played out. And I think, you know, just the way that he managed some of the, the situation and, you know, I'm not putting it all on him, but he seemed to be pretty dismissive of any of the complaints or opinions that Josie offered up. At least that's what he, he gave that impression off publicly. Mm-hmm. So they know the contract and – we do too. It's not going to be Josie, yeah. is it? No. You don't think so? I can't imagine Josie would want. I don't. That job. I don't think that he would either. With OU rolling to the SEC, I'm just wondering, just kind of what you're hearing about how long he wants to to keep the gig. I, I mean, heard, he just hired a bunch of new coaches right now that we're excited about. I I think he'd want to stay around for a while, but you never know. He's going to stay around at least until the 2023 national championship season. <laughs> then he's going to roll off in the sunset. Maybe so. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number two rolls on. This hour of the rush is brought to you by Cavens Construction, remodeling, roofing, water restoration, and facility maintenance. Call Cavens. At 405-473-3048 or in Tulsa, 918-282-7612 or visit cavensconstruction.com. Get your golf fix on the ref every Saturday from 10 to noon with three tremendous slouches. Don't sell yourself short, Judge. You're a tremendous slouch. It's the ref's newest show, The Gimme Zone. Matt Reynolds, Josh Helm. The staff at Primrose stands ready to serve families before and after the passing of a loved one. Call us today so that our staff can share with you how you are able to pre-plan all of your services in advance of a need. This will relieve your family and friends from having to make decisions on the hardest day of their life. Call us today at 405-321-6000. The Women's Choice Awards are in for 2021, naming Norman Regional Health System as one of the country's best hospitals in multiple categories. These awards put Norman Regional in the top 10% in heart, stroke, and emergency care in the country. Norman Regional undergoes rigorous evaluations and prides itself on offering personalized care that caters to the needs of women. Visit normanregional.com to learn more. 
Cavens Construction bringing you hour number two of the rush on this Tuesday. Cavens offers remodeling, roofing, water restoration, and facility maintenance. Cavens Facility Maintenance serves all of Oklahoma. Can help take the ease off of your staff, but fixing those pesky problems in your office building. Cavens Construction, 405-573-3048. Tulsa, 918-282-7612. Cavens, a proud sponsor of the Diamond Envy Podcast. New Diamond Envy Podcast is out now. It's been out for a couple hours. Uh, I got to talk with Sherry Cole about her her relationship with uh, Patty Gasso, how they uh, you know, were around the program at the same time and all that. It was a pretty fun interview, and I got a couple hot takes in there, so go download Diamond Envy. It's April 5th, mm-hmm. 4.05. 405 day is what some people are calling it. Hmm. So should we celebrate 405 Day with a roast? Should we let the 918ers roast <laughs> the 405 on this day? Uh, yeah, sure. I feel like they're always chomping at the bit to, to roast this part yeah, of the state. So Let's go. Let the, what about the 580ers? And what's the new one? I don't know. I, that happened last year, right? Yeah. I, have, I, have, I don't know. We've got a new one as well. Is it? It's not four seven nine, is it? I don't know what it is. Well, but nine one eighters. If you want to roast uh, four oh five on four oh five day, let's see what you got. Go ahead and bring it. <laughs> Tyler just went and and and. That was last uh, segment. Uh, uh, uh. Did I? Possibly. I'll take the text line's word for it on anything. <laughs> I don't feel like I did, but what? If. Head coach uh, Lincoln Riley. <laughs> I can't believe you said that. It was an accident. I misspoke. I know it was an accident, but now people are not going to let that die. It's going to be mentioned multiple times every. I hope day. they don't let it die. That's that's good. That's their job. Did you see who showed up to USC practice? I think it was yesterday. Uh, I did. Was that Eli Manning and Willie McGinnis? It was Eli Manning dressed up as the USC Trojan mascot. Mm-hmm. Why was Eli Manning? Eli doesn't have. Any connection, as far as I know, to Muleshoe. He doesn't have any connection, as far as I know, to USC. He played on the opposite coast in the NFL. Why was Why was Eli out in 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 LA? It's one of those ESPN things that he does, isn't it? Because they're going to be there for the spring game, so I'm guessing he's. Well, I think I thought Kirk Herbstreit was the one that was going to be there, not Eli. Well, didn't Eli last year do some? Big thing where he went around to all the campuses. Did he? Yeah. I totally missed that. Yeah, I think so. I think like Saban threw him off a tube on his on his pontoon or whatever. I think he I think he went around to a bunch of different campuses throughout the fall and did little skits or or things uh, on campuses. So I'm guessing since ESPN is going to be out at USC for the spring game that he's there doing some little. Little skit. That was just the most random former NFL player that could have been just Eli Manning dressed up as the USC mascot. Yeah, if you want to Full do on. something to catch my Full attention, on. let Willie McGinnis uh, put some pads on oh and uh, deliver a, a shot. So that's what's been going on at USC practice this week. Coaches doing up downs on camera. And Eli Manning dressed up as the mascot. They've been getting a lot done this week, is what it sounds like. All right, it's time to work. Let's go. I bet they've had a productive spring camp out there. Oh, really? Yeah. Have they? I don't Based know. on what? Based on some of their winter conditioning that I saw and, you know, trying to get 
new offense installed. You you got Caleb Williams who played in that offense last year somewhat, trying to get a new defense installed. They're going through some of the same growing pains Oklahoma is right now. You know, I feel like. Um, do you think you can make decent money as a consultant for college football teams? Our buddy Chris Landry is a, a consultant for a lot of SEC schools and some NFL teams. I, I guess what I'm getting at, no matter what the pay is, it's not really going to take me all that long. If Utah wants to call me, if Oregon or mm-hmm. Washington, I, I will, I'll let them know how to score points on USC's defense. Okay. All I will do is show them how to go, throw the go ball and throw wide receiver screens in open space. So what about so, and, and to stop their offenses? All you got to do is drop eight. Rest baby. three, drop eight. Seriously, I could be a consultant for all of these Pac-12 teams and improve their score by at least two touchdowns against USC if they want to hire me this offseason. I have the blueprint to slow down USC. Yep, you do. With three plays. Three plays. Three plays. That's it. Well, I I feel like any coach that's worth anything is going to do some studying on uh, Lincoln's offense over the last couple of years and what's given it trouble and implement that in the Pac-12, but I could be giving too much credit. I feel like a lot of times it's, you know, we're just going to do what we do against these teams. We're not going to change anything. We're going to do what we're best at, and you go out there and you get beat again, unsurprisingly. Text line says uh, they took Eli because OJ wasn't available. Mm, 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 mm. <laughs> OJ, well, I is is he? He's not ever around USC, is he? There's no way. I would guess not. <laughs> but he I, seems to be at every single golf course in the country now these days. I saw some stupid thing on Twitter today with EJ uh, with uh, OJ. Mm, weird, but whatever. That is weird that Eli was out there, and there's going to be. I, there's going to be a lot of attention around them for the spring game. Do you think it goes well? Does it go bad? Like, What do you think the, the overall takeaway is going to be from that fiasco? I think that the takeaway from that is going to be around the overall season. There's just way too much hype on this. Like the idea of an offensive guru coming in and taking over at USC and turning it around is a nice thought to get the – West Coast re-engaged with everything, but the roster's not very good. I don't think that he's a coach that can necessarily build up a roster and out-coach uh, really good coaches on a week-in, week-out basis. I, there's way too high of expectations with this, and I think that that's one of the reasons why they are going to underwhelm, and he'll eventually roll to the NFL in probably three years. What team do you think he ends up coaching in the NFL? The Chargers. Really? Uh-huh. You think the Chargers are going to be looking for a new coach? Well, if they keep going for it on fourth downs in week 17 or 18, whatever it was last year, not getting it, yeah, I do. Huh. Chargers pretty good, man. Huh. Perennial underachievers. They yeah. underachieve again this year with Justin Herbert. Might be looking for a new head coach. Raiders? Vegas? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, he's a, I've seen him staying out on the West Coast. Denver, closest to Vermejo. <laughs> that is true. Just well, a straight shot south. Yeah, I don't know. I, I do think that the the expectations are way too high. ESPN is is putting the cart ahead of the horse. There's no doubt they are 
pumping USC because they want the ratings out there on the West Coast, but uh, you have to have a good product, and it may take them a little bit to build that thing up. You know, I meant for Eli Manning at USC, his nephew. Well, Arch isn't. USC's not in the the discussion here. It's Georgia, it's Alabama, and I think it's Texas are the the final three here. Yeah, I don't know who they, USC has Malachi Nelson in that class, so that yeah, arch right. really isn't that's not a thing for them. Malachi. Yeah. Yep. Pass out the chapstick. There's a lot of ass kissing going on in Trojan country right now. <laughs> yes, yes, there is. Um I don't know. Um I, I think that I think that USC it's so hard because you look at the schedule and the schedule appears to be so easy, but schedule's been easy. It's been easy. It's been easy for Texas for a decade now. That hasn't That's stopped right. them from rolling off five and sevens. That's right. And uh who knows? Caleb Williams could lose the quarterback battle out there. Who's oh the other gosh. guy? Uh Matt? Miller Moss. Oh Miller, yeah. Is that right? Miller Moss? Miller Moss. Moss, Whatever it is. You can't lose to a guy with with that name. Yeah. Uh, It's closer than you think, though. Teddy, don't curse my Broncos like that. I have made the statement if uh, Muleshoe is the next head coach of the Dallas Cowboys, I will throw in my fandom. Done. I've told you this multiple times. D-U-N-N, done. D-U-N-N, done. Like Harry Dunn. Wow. Yeah. Well, uh, you claim he's going to – I don't know why he jumped to the NFL when you can make – $10 Ten million at the University of Southern Cal. I mean, they haven't won anything in a long, 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 long time. I know they're all geared up and ramped up right now, but probably settle back in somewhat to uh, to the status quo. Maybe a little bit better. Yeah, you guys are funny. Text line. There's a uh, there's a picture of what's that guy's name again? Ern. Ernie off of uh, the George Lopez show, and it says Pac-12 <laughs> consultant on the bottom. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Pac-12 <laughs> consultant. Wow. Seriously though, I could consult every single school out there, even Notre Dame. Notre Dame's on the schedule every year. Three plays. That's all you need. Three plays. I. <laughs> Run it till he proves that he can beat the rush three drop eight. He couldn't beat the rush three drop eight with pretty good offensive talent. Now he's got less talent at USC. What makes you think that he can beat that coverage now? And defensively, throw it short or throw it deep. That's it. That's yeah. I mean, is it? Have we all watched the previous four or five years? That's right. That's right. Tough. All right, quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. Hit some things that caught my eye next. Stay tuned. This hour of The Rush is brought to you by Cavens Construction. Remodeling, roofing, water restoration, and facility maintenance. Call Cavens at 405-473-3048 or in Tulsa, 918-282-7612 or visit CavensConstruction.com. An energy savings agreement from Air Comfort Solutions can maximize your... To play, I believe, 80-1 to to win the thing. Uh, But Tiger Woods, as of today, feels like he's getting around pretty good. He's recovered pretty well. Wouldn't play if he didn't think he had a chance to win it. He's hitting the ball great. It's just, can he... How do you know he's hitting the ball great? That's what he says. Oh, okay. Like, he's never lied before. Uh, he usually talks down how good he's hitting it, but um, says he's hitting it well. Short game is good. Still has the hands um, to be able to compete on the tour. 
the tough thing would be walking around the demanding 72 holes. But as of right now, Tiger Woods plans to play. Tease off, I believe, at 9.30 or so Thursday morning. Uh, if uh, round one goes bad, what hole do you think he'll fake a uh, hamstring injury? 13? 14? Uh, 11. 11's a tough one. Yeah, that that <laughs> second shot on 11 is going to go in the, the pond on the left by the uh, the green, and he's going to walk over to the caddy and claim that his glutes aren't firing. Yep, that's it. So there you go. Uh, I saw this. Kurt Menefee and Joel Klatt are set to be the main play-by-play and color commentary team for the USFL. How about that? Yeah, the more Joe Klatt, the better, which he hasn't been on the show in a long time. We need to get him uh, back yeah. on, even though he's got a USC love fest right now. But I, I like Joe Klatt. I like Joe Klatt so much more than I like uh, Kirk Herbstreet. And, man, honestly, this might this gets me a little bit more intrigued to, to watch some of these games coming up. So you'll watch based on who's calling the game? Normally never, but I'm such a big fan of his that I'll at least check it out now. That typically, that goes contrary to what I typically say is that no one ever tunes into something because of who's calling the game. That's why I say how much they're paying those guys, what, 20 million bucks or something a year is a total outright waste of money. And the only NBA we're going to talk on here is just because uh, I love seeing the L.A. Lakers out of the playoffs and out of the play-in situation as well, all the way back in 11, 31 and 47, clear 16 games below 500. Yeah, someone calculated their current record to what that record would look like in the NFL, and the number was 6 and 11. There was only one team in the NFL that was 6-11 and this year. It was the Chicago Bears. So, essentially, <laughs> the Lakers were the Chicago Bears this season, or have been. Yeah, the difference is their payroll has to be oh, yeah. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Three max contract guys. Wow. Yeah, that's all I got. Uh, how Texas Tech is this, by the way? They have a coach that is going to be on The Bachelorette. Texas Tech senior offensive analyst Kirk Bryant will appear on the upcoming season of The Bachelorette. Now, Joey McGuire is all excited about this. He said, quote, We're going to get shirts. We're going to have an office watch party. We might have an office bracket. Kirk is the brand. I told him if he doesn't get a rose that he might not need to come back to West Texas. Mm. I... I don't necessarily know how I feel about it. He's just an offensive analyst, um, but that should be an important role and not one that you can go totally missing for a, a large Especially chunk. during the spring while the installs happen and everything out there. Yeah. I, hey, good for Texas Tech, and I'm glad that Joey McGuire's getting behind it and thinks it's great, but... I mean, isn't that kind of why you're going to always be Texas Tech? Or maybe it doesn't even matter. Does it really matter for Texas Tech? Um, Are they ever going to be an elite college football team? No. No. Uh-uh. Okay, it, so, okay, look, if you've, so do it. If you've never been an elite college football team up to this point, you're never going to be. Like, at this point, man, we played long enough in the sport. Could Baylor? 
N- I don't not longevity Even with wise. Even in Texas, leave no, the Big Twelve. No, no, uh uh-uh. uh I don't think they'll ever be able to attract that many big time recruits. Hmm. Consistent on a on a consistent basis, I'd say no to Baylor. Well, Clemson did it. Uh, but Clemson had won a national championship before. Doesn't matter. They were not considered anywhere close to elite. Hmm. Well, were they? Uh, I, I mean, they won the 1981 national championship, and they were always considered a nice program. All right. Well, Colorado 2000s. won the 91 championship. Are 90, they elite? 90. 90. They split with Georgia Tech. Are they elite? Is Georgia Tech elite? Georgia Tech's very much elite. <laughs> Cardinal slugger Albert Pujols and his wife of 22 years are divorcing. I told you this yesterday. Right. But what I didn't tell you is the announcement about the end of their marriage comes days after Pujols' wife had successful surgery to remove a brain tumor. He had a statement saying, yeah, I know that this is an unfortunate time with everything that the family's going through right now and baseball season getting underway, but yes, I'm, uh, I'm divorcing my wife after 22 years. Hmm. Not the best look there for Albert. Yes, not the best look at all. That's strange, isn't it? It's very strange. Jeez. Oh, good. You woke up out of the coma after brain surgery. Uh, Sorry, could you sign these papers, please? You've been served. (laughs) Wow. The Masters Club dinner is tonight at Augusta National. Hideki Matsuyama gets to pick the Masters Club dinner tonight. A few highlights. Appetizers will include assorted sushi and some chicken skewers. But the main dish of the evening is an A5 Wagyu beef ribeye with mixed mushrooms and vegetables. <laughs> Japanese strawberry shortcake will be served for desserts, which is a fluffy sponge cake with whipped cream and strawberries. That sounds like an awesome meal. Have you ever had that cut before? No. I, I've only <laughs> I had a... Uh, how do you say it exactly? Wagyu, is that how you say I, it? Yeah, I think so. A Wagyu burger at McNelly's a couple months ago. That's the closest thing I've ever gotten to, to that. I don't think I've had it. I may have, but it doesn't... I think you re- remember if you've had that before. Just because of the price? Yes. Right. That sounds like a great meal of food, though, doesn't it? little sushi, some uh, skewers. And some strawberry cake to top it all to off in the end. To top it off. Maybe some Artie Palmers uh, mixed in in between. What yeah. do you, so what of it? No, not a big deal. Is you think anyone acts like a jerk at that thing? It has a couple too many red wines? Teddy, they're golfers. Everyone acts like a jerk <laughs> at that thing. Are you serious? That's how you get into it? Are you it? serious? Yeah. That's, that's how you, you have, make it to the dinner? Yeah, you have to be a jerk to get into that thing. Uh, last thing I have, we were making fun of it. or not making fun of it. We were actually loving it in the opening segment of the show. Barry Switzer was great on social media last night during the KU North Carolina game. He tweeted out, Hell, this is nearly as big as beating Texas in football at KU Hoops at OU Football. Mm. He also tweeted out one of Billy Tubbs' classic one-liners when asked why he did not recruit Edmund All-State player Bill Self. Quote, why would I want two slow white guys on my team? I already have one, my son Tommy Tubbs. Nice. So, Classic. Coach Switzer, I don't know what we have to do to get you on Twitter more during games, but mm. it, it needs to happen. I like it. I, that's one of the great things about – it's one of the good things and the bad things about 
places like Twitter is it's there forever, and you get to keep some of the King's comments for a lifetime. So, yeah. And I guess big news of the day, mentioned a couple times, but Bob Bowlesby is going to step away <sighs> as Big 12 commissioner. Man. I don't know. I'd love to hear the uh, the details of that whole situation, and uh, let's see who's next. My guess, it's going to be someone we've never heard of from the corporate world. Maybe he'll take over for, what's that guy's name, Ben what, that used to do the Clear Eyes commercial? Stein? Yeah, Ben Stein. Win Ben Stein's money. They're going to bring it back with uh, win Bob Bowlesby's Bob money. All right. Quick timeout. More from The Rush coming up. We'll wrap up hour number two next. This hour of The Rush is brought to you by Cavens Construction. Remodeling, roofing, water restoration, and facility maintenance. Call Cavens at 405-473-3048 or in Tulsa, 918-282-7612 or visit CavensConstruction.com. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free. At Z- they are never too far away. Give them a call at 405-364-7900 or visit them on the web at orthonorman.com for appointments or more information. Hey, Oklahoma friends, let me tell you a little something about Rightway Insurance. They're an independent insurance company, which means they work for you. They can use their network of providers to search for better coverage and a better deal for your insurance policy. Give Rightway Insurance a call today at 405-607-6014. That's 405-607-6014 to find better, more affordable home and auto insurance. That's Rightway Insurance, 405-607-6014. Cavens Construction bringing you our number two of the rush. Gary is a lifelong Normanite, but now, Teddy, he serves the entire state of Oklahoma. Remodeling, roofing, water restoration, facility maintenance, emergency repairs. Gary and the team at Cavens Construction, they got you covered. 405-573-3048. Tulsa area, 918-282-7612. Serious question. Does anyone realize that baseball starts this week? No. In fact, in two days on Thursday, I seriously don't feel like anyone knows that Major League Baseball starts on Thursday. I feel like they've been playing already. It's uh, less than 48 hours, and he, yeah, no one knows it's the season's about to start. Nice job, guys. Yeah. Baseball is – well, I think it'll probably, once it gets rolling, it'll probably creep its way into the conversation. But the most we've talked about it is – you know, obviously that they were under their um, their lockout or whatever. So, no, I'm probably not going to be talked about a whole heck of a lot. OU's baseballs, they're coming around, though. They got the chance chance to make the postseason. <laughs> yes, they do. Uh, so, two and two last week, but that loss on Sunday stings pretty bad. They, yeah. they, uh, they, they turn right around tonight, though, and play ORU. At 6.30, which you can hear 1400 AM, 99.3 FM, or the Sports Talk 1400 app. You can listen to it there. Pre-game at 6, 6.30, first pitch tonight. Yeah, that'll be fun. Hey, you were at practice early last week, I think? Wednesday. Wednesday? 
I don't know how many practice they've had since then. Any additional scuttlebutt on what's going on over there? I have heard no scuttlebutt about anything that's that's going on over there, but I will be there tomorrow for practice. Nice. So maybe I'll get to see some of the scuttlebutt for myself, see what's going on out there. Can I make you a list, like a shopping list, like guys yeah. to make a point and watch? Sure. Um, okay, we do want some – we'll want some scuttle on Dylan Gabriel. Okay. What's, C- it's, carton of that, please. What number is he wearing? Seven? Oh is he gosh, seven? Ten, eight. He's just the left-handed quarterback that's out there. You don't need to worry about number. Just tell me the, the number. funky helmets. Is this and a way of saying I think saying he's number know? eight. I think okay. he's number eight is what eight. he is. Uh, Javante Barnes, you've already seen he's him. Number, number two. two. Uh huh. Jaron Canick, he's number seven. Seven, yeah. Anything on him, by the way? Um, he's he's getting some time out there. He's getting some action. He's um, I think he's probably swimming right now with all the stuff that's being asked of him to do. But uh, just from like generally speaking, he he. Looks the part out there. Athleticism clearly checks all the boxes. Um, it's you know just gonna have to pick up the football aspect of it. Yeah. Also, I wouldn't mind um, a little Jaleel Farouk. God, look at me. Just all Number the three. all the the diva positions, the quarterback, the running backs, and the wide receivers is who I want to hear about. Th- those are all single digit guys. So just don't pay attention to any guys that have two numbers. Just one. Single-digit number guys only. Just this pay attention is, to those. This is good stuff, but it's all the wrong people to be watching. The place to watch is the offensive line and the defensive line. That's going to tell the story of the football team. Oh, yeah, that's going to be fun. This is going to be fun to report back on. What do you mean? Are you telling me it's not? Yeah, the offensive. Let's get heavy offensive line talk tomorrow. No, I want the flash, man. Come on. Tell me if, how many one-handed catches Fruit makes for touchdowns tomorrow. That's what I, I care about. Uh okay, we'll I'll I'll keep an eye on those guys. Anyone else? That's it. Yeah, that's just it. All the single digit guys. That's Eight, it. two, seven, and three. Uh huh. Huh. I'll keep it simple for you so you All can right. remember. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Um. I love that they're turning up the heat over there, though. What Jay Valai? What was his quote that he had earlier today? Complacency is a disease. Yeah. That's not really something I've uh, been hearing out of that place in quite some time. It's true. It's true. Um, you know, there's. I, I think there's a clear focus on bringing up the level of physicality. I think there's a clear focus on, um, you know, really, really being all of the things that maybe you have um, claimed to have been, or you know what I'm. Does that make any sense? Like. If you're going to walk around and claim to be uh, an elite, tough, physical, detailed team, okay, well, let's let's go be about it. And I think that's what the focus has been. So, I don't know. We'll see tomorrow. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. Final hours next.